0: Wednesday, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. Someone's excited. You're here with Bernie say. And I'm Ella. And this is Thanks for Your
1: Concern. So today marks our six-month anniversary or Annie of podcasting. And I don't know about
0: you all, but I've been enjoying myself for six months. Also, I'm just so excited because we have even more exciting things to come. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, who knew? Time flies when you're having fun. Am I right? Uh, you're right. So,
1: Ella, do you have anything other to tell us than how excited you are about our our six month journey?
0: You know, live, life, love, you know, nothing <laughs> much more. Just living, loving. And I have a 2,000 piece puzzle upstairs because I was doing, I did a 1,000 piece puzzle and I was like, Uh, that was pretty easy. And, you know, 2000 is the next level and it's twice as much, which I didn't really think about. I just like it's it's not one level up. It's twice as much. So I got like a whole thing going on up in my living room trying to make this 2000 piece puzzle, but it's keeping me busy. I love that for you.
1: This past weekend, I went skiing. I wasn't really meant to go. I took my sister's spot. She got strapped. She's fine now. Don't worry about her. And I realized when I was on the mountain that like skiing and snowboarding is the mainly white people sport so in spite of the fact that i don't really like to ski i have decided that out of spite i'm going to become excellent at skiing because representation matters
0: you know and ladies that's an expensive sport so if you Mm -hmm. want to find you a man that's financially stable it's a good place to look
1: absolutely all right let's start the show Maybe wondering what have Ella and Bernice are going to talk about next. So basically, since we love talking about ourselves, we're going
0: to talk about our periods (laughs) and also sexual health. Yes, because you know. We really want to talk about our own experiences because you might relate. And if you can't relate, then maybe this is some. Uh, you need to listen to it even more. An educational moment.
1: Don't if you're a little boy out there listening, being like, "Ugh, period, this is an educational time for you. Welcome. Auntie Ella and Bernice are going to school. Yeah. OK, so why is it important to talk about period and reproductive health, you ask? Well, I realized growing up, I didn't get a lot of education on a lot of stuff as a brown lady growing up with a Mexican household. A lot of things were kept in the hush hush. So we're here to tell you about the myths, the tales, the reality.
0: I also just think that in schools, they might touch on like one or two of Mm -hmm. these things. But what I was getting learned like sex ed it came from a perspective of like a 45 year old woman in Mm. the 90s right and so she might not have experience with different types of birth control or like she might want not want to admit to you that she even had sex right so i feel like i (laughs) didn't get any like tea the real no i didn't get any tea about it so i wanted to be like you know let's talk about it because bitch i have things to say So let's start off with periods,
1: okay? So basically it's when blood comes out of a vagina. (laughs) That's it. That's all (laughs) it is. That's all you have to know. And I got my period when I was 13 years old. It was a little late. I was a little late bloomer. And my sister had already gotten her period, obviously. So when I got my period, I just like woke up one day and I was like, hand me a pad.
0: Love that for you. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't even remember. I think I had like one period and then I didn't have periods for like four more years. Whoa. <laughs> you know, a- another I thing. Think, okay, I, I think-, think I broke my hymen and then I thought I had started my hi- period, which happens because it was mm. a gymnast. So I had a gymnastics incident that I thought I started <laughs> my period, but I think I just broke my hymen, which. Is common, which for those of you who don't know, that's like a protective layer that some women have. And like they used to use it to make sure that you were still a virgin on your wedding night. But like a lot you can break your hymen like on the monkey bars going horseback riding. There's a lot of ways. So I thought I was hyped because I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to get titties now. (laughs) But then I like didn't have another period for like a couple of years. Which, honestly, is, like, kind of nice, right? Right.
1: Because once you start your period, that shit doesn't go away until menopause. And then you also get the end of the stick there. And I think one of the biggest, most traumatizing moments... I think a lot of people have traumatizing moments with their periods that changes it all. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was, um, as an eighth grader, I used to wear pads because that's what I was given by my parents. And... I sat down for science class. And when I got up, I felt like I had a diaper on and I had bled through my path, through my underwear, through my jeans. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? I was wearing like a very skimpy cardigan. Like I was just like, your girl's not ready for this situation. So I took up my cardigan, I wrapped it around, I ran to the bathroom, I cried. Because what the fuck would you do? I called my mom crying. And I said, I demand you that you buy me a box of tampons tonight. And then my homie went to get her gym clothes to give it to me.
0: Yeah, I just remember, you know, like when you always are like, do you have a tampon? And you don't know who to ask. And it was like, and you don't want to go to the nurse and ask. And then you're just like Mm. having to like whisper to your friends. And I just feel like there was like so much anxiety because... I never had like, okay, so periods come like your cycles between like 28 and 32 days. And some people are super consistent. Other people are not so consistent. And for me, it was like kind of like a crapshoot for when Mm -hmm. I would get my period. So I was kind of always on edge. About it, so yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons why I started birth control,
1: which we'll get into. Yeah. yeah, my period was also not very regular. It was at first, but my period was also eight days long, which was one of the reasons I got into birth control. But we're not talking about yet. We're gonna talk about tampons because now I don't love tampons. To be honest, I've never really loved tampons, but tampons are important because you can go swimming with a tampon on. You can live your life with a tampon on. You can go to the club and not be like, I'm going to bleed everywhere. Yeah. It's going to be a crime scene. And I started, since my, my parents are Mexican parents, they didn't really teach me how to put on a tampon. So actually this like Asian girl on YouTube taught me. Uh, She inserted it into a water bottle. I haven't been able to find the video, but I, I think about her often and I want to thank her because I realized later in life in college, I led a group of high schoolers, both the Hispanic community and the Asian Pacific Islander community. And they didn't like I, I carried tampons and, pa- and pads just to have them if anybody needed them. And they didn't know how to use a tampon. And I got a little bit concerned because I was just like, yeah, this is kind of late in the game. But then I realized I wouldn't know how to use a tampon if I like didn't take the initiative because there's a weird connotation about tampons and like virginity and all these notions, I think, in sometimes like communities of color that don't really talk about sex or reproductive <laughs> health. And I was like, yo, that's a little fucked. So you there you found me in the fucking bathroom of the college teaching people how to use a tampon.
0: Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I always was I mean, I'm not gonna be lying, I was a very early tampon person just because of sports. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, no, like pads not <laughs> not gonna do it and then I actually started using a Diva cup really early too. Because, What's a Diva cup, Ella? Okay, yeah. So there's I've literally tried every. I have I've actually never used a pad in my like, fucking life, to be honest. But I have used like every other type. You have tampons, you have pads, which I think people are pretty familiar with. And then there's Diva cups, which is a brand of menstrual cup, which is literally a reusable cup that you just like put into your vagina and it literally catches it. The pro to that and why I started using it was because I was going to a foreign country for an extended period of time and... I think this was a lot of, like, okay, this is going to sound weird, but, like, I think a lot of times when you look online, they, like, will tell you, like, oh, Guatemala is like, a third world country. They might not have pads <laughs> or tampons. So make sure to bring a diva cup. Like, that was kind okay, of okay. the information I was getting. Now I went down there and was, like, no, these bitches have Garnier fruit teas, <laughs> They have Swap. Yeah. They've got everything. Yeah. Well, whatever. Mine, mine, that's something different. Anyway, so I started using it for travel and I really liked it. And then I stopped having periods because of my current birth control for, like, a really long time. Then I started to try all of these like Instagram things where they're like disposable menstrual cups, mm. which is the same idea, but you can just throw it away instead yeah. of cleaning and reusing it. I found those to be pretty wasteful. It's kind of counterintuitive, but that is another option. But those are like bigger. Interesting. I've never yes. tried a
1: diva cup before. Honestly, I girls a little scared, but for purposes of research, for science, for this podcast, I will try one. Well, and now they you know. have different sizes. Oh, okay. That's so- not- Technology has now, kept yeah. Up with the time. So
0: things are so, you, and you can get them at Target. There's more brands like when okay. I was. Starting in the game, there's one brand, one size. Now there's multiple brands, multiple sizes. So I would definitely encourage people because, you know, the planet is dying. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. And there's a lot of
1: stuff in tampons, which would bring me to my biggest fear. So, okay, I'm a forgetful girl. Sometimes when I drink, I forget. And sometimes I forget to, you know, like that I haven't taken my tampon out before Mm -hmm. putting on another one. One of my literally biggest fears to die of septic shock due to a tampon. They really hype that up. Yeah, I know. But it's just like, I just know me, you know? And one time, I'll say this. I'll out myself. One time, I uh, was in a relationship of sorts. I was having intercourse (laughs) on my period. And he was like, oh, take off your tampon. So I took on my tampon. And then he was like, oh, like, why did you take off your tampon? I was wearing two tampons. Had I not had sex with this dude, I would have been diseased.
0: So, I'll out myself. I like have lost a tampon inside of me, which is not normal like that it happens sometimes, but not normal. How does happen? you you know you shove other things in there and then it gets shoved oh. up, and you know what I'm saying. Anyways. That's
1: common though because we've had another friend who's had to go to the hospital to get it removed. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's unfortunate. <laughs> now, I don't want to scare anybody. These are really one offs, but yeah. it happens. It does happen. So that's
1: why that's my beef with tampons on the side. You know, I have before gotten a condom stuck up there, which was terrifying.
0: That's scarier because I feel like that could get wiggle its way. I really somewhere. thought about something
1: being inside my organs, and it made me really uncomfortable.
0: I will segue. I just wanted to mention this because like, I feel like, you know, we all have like women have periods, like we can openly talk about it, but peers around the world look different to mm-hmm. different communities. And I think this is even in the US, like I get really irate when I don't know, people try to like be like, oh, like shame people for having periods when mm. you have to say like these period products are expensive and should mm-hmm. be available to all people, not only in the US, but internationally. Yeah. In the US, I think it's a little bit different. But there are parts of the world where one of the things that are holding women back is that they do not have clean access to clean facilities or menstrual products. So they have to miss work. They have to miss school. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You have a period every month for up to eight days, Mm -hmm. depending. So it's like... If you miss a a week of work, you're probably going to get fired. If you miss a week of school, you aren't going to do as well as other kids. Mm So I just kind of wanted to bring that up now that we're on the subject.
1: Thank you for bringing that up. I think another thing that doesn't really get talked about is like cramps and like how painful they can actually be. A lot of girls are just expected to go to school and deal with it.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because I randomly saw this girl on TikTok who was talking about how her and her business plan productivity around her natural hormone cycle because she's kind of out of commission when it comes to her period. And I was like, that's so interesting because I, I feel like that's a lot of people. And I started taking birth control because my periods were unbearable. Mm-hmm. And birth controls kind of have their own. It's a double edged sword. But for me, the like agonizing pain kind of stopped.
1: It definitely like comes and goes. I think when I was younger, it was really intense. Then like later high school is fine then in college out of nowhere I was having like the worst pain around my period it was bad like I had I remember being in classrooms being like I have to go home and my professors even being like hey you're acting a little different like are you okay and I'm like I need to leave right now I'll hit you tomorrow though you know
0: yeah I would also have really bad migraines too Mm -hmm. so for me it was like migraines cramps it was just a lot when I was taking the pill it regulated my period but then I switched to the birth control method that I've been on for six years now. And I haven't had a period like I've had like what you got what you got. So I have the implant into my arm and Mm -hmm. it is the most effective birth control. It also is for five years. It's very set it and forget it. So I've replaced it and I'll probably continue using it indefinitely. Who knows? Right. But that's a game changer because like now I don't even remember what it's like to have a period because I haven't really had one in like five, six years.
1: Yeah, I started taking birth control when I went to college to regulate my period and also just because, you know, such stuff happens. And I didn't have insurance. So, and I went to like my, my usual like care physician. And it was like a $100 per packet, which is ridiculous. And then I stopped taking it because it was expensive. And also because I like extra hormones on me are, oof, oof, I like a little cuckoo bananas. But fast forward, I decided to get back on birth control. I went to my university's like a woman's doctor and she was like, you don't have insurance. And she started ranting with me about like big pharma and how we have so many issues in the healthcare system. And I was like, she No, she knows. And she's like, Planned Parenthood. I love me Planned Parenthood.
0: I do, too. I've had my most positive experiences. I know that, like, I'm not trying to, like, create drama or Mm -hmm. like like this is just my personal experience and i really have had the best physician care at planned parenthood regarding birth control and also not regarding birth control for two years they were my primary physician because i felt like she was the only doctor that listened to me
1: i felt very heard and also i feel like doctors at planned parenthood have seen it all like have heard it all so there's like no judgment coming in Mm -hmm. you know i was I was trying to figure out what birth control I wanted, and she told me about her experiences and her different birth controls and how other people usually take them. And I was just like, she's kind of the homie, like I'd party with her. And then I got on the I got an IUD which like for my I know IUDs do different things on different women's bodies everyone's yeah. couch is a little different for me it wasn't great it it hurt and I had my period for like a year
0: yeah that's so this is the thing I know someone else that had the exact same birth control as me who had the period non-stop for two and a half years so it's different for different people different strokes for different folks mm-hmm. good thing about Planned Parenthood is like I took this day, haven't had a more thorough conversation about, like, my sexual health, not just around sex because, obviously, like, when we talk about sexual health, we think about sex, but there's also just, like, your sexual organs. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, like... When I hear in the media like all of this villainization from Planned Parenthood and then I think about my own experiences and thinking about that, it's really unfortunate that people are so against this service because everything that I got because I had zero income at the time, they provided for free. And it's great also because like you get an HIV test.
1: Mm -hmm. You get
0: STD tested.
1: I got a pap smear that I didn't even know I needed.
0: Right. At Planned Parenthood and it was free. Yes. And I guess we can talk a little bit about like pap smears and just like sex okay, so let's just say this. So y- if you're having sex, you should be seeing like a gynecologist or mm. some sort of doctor that is talking to you about your sexual health. And that sort of start from when you're having sex. And I know if you're a young person, you're like, oh my God, I'm 16. I don't need a pap smear. If you're having sex, you do. And you're supposed to have a pap smear every three years. But you're supposed to have a pap smear as soon as you start having sex. I did not know that. Yes. Well, this, I learned this like when I was like 25. And I'm like, uh, because they were like, oh, like, when was your last pap smear at Planned Parenthood? And I was like, I've never had a plant pa- pap smear. And she's like, how long have you been having sex for? And I was like, Ugh. a little bit. A little, long time. <laughs> a little bit. And she was like, yes, like, this is how often you should get it. I know that a lot of doctors who service young people just don't mention it for whatever reason. And I'm like, um. <laughs> Awesome. What? Trash. We don't we don't know them. Everyone should really be getting STDs tested Please regularly. Do it. I would say use condoms, trust nobody mm-hmm. is really how you should live your life, but if you make a mistake, you should get STDs tested so that you know where you're at yes and also like don't
1: you guys just love passing tests like i go get std tested they tell me you're all good i'm like ace that bitch
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) and if something's up it's better to know sooner rather than later no matter what it is because guess what if it's already if you're positive for something there's no reason not to know
1: Mm -hmm. don't sit there with the anxiety thinking you might have something going on hit up your local plan p (laughs) Exactly, <laughs> they won't judge you. So I recently found out that I have um, chronic yeast infections. I'm pretty sure I've had a yeast infection for about a year. If anyone's wondering, I have gone to the doctor about it, but they just, just keeps coming back, okay? People's vaginas are a little different. They do whatever they want. Found out, it runs in my family. You know, if you have, there's difference. There's a difference between a yeast infection and a like vaginal bacteria infection. So if you think that you have just yeast infections, you you should still go get checked out because it could be something else.
0: Really good key note is listen to your body. Mm-hmm. These are for guys and girls. Listen to your body. If you think something is feeling different in a not good way, you should go talk to a doctor about it if that's available. But when we're talking about like our vaginas and our penises, you can go to Planned Parenthood. So I would say one time I had like a whole thing where I was like, oh my God, something's going on down there. Mm. Just found out I was just a little dry. mm And then we talked about what some things that I could do to help with that. And that was better because I was kind of sitting on it being like, I don't know what this is because it didn't it was just it was weird. Yeah, it was off. It was off.
1: She was feeling a little off.
0: Feeling a little off. And then it was just like a like a whole like dryness, pH kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I'm kinda happy when like talk to someone about that instead of just sitting here uncomfortable.
1: Absolutely. Side note, boys can get yeast infections from you. Just so yes. you know. So, you know, if you got a yeast infection and you're having sex, let a boy know. He
0: might need to go get that checked out as well. UTIs are a thing. I've mm-hmm. I'm not prone to yeast infections. and pro am prone to UTIs. Found out that was a user error. You really got to (laughs) be peeing right after you have sex if Mm -hmm. you're nothing. Like it has to be straight straight to the bathroom for me. And that might be a little too personal, but like I feel like everyone gets UTIs, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone does get UTIs. Thank you, Ella, for being brave and sharing your UTI crisis with us. All right. So, obviously we've talked about birth control, but I really do believe that birth control is the devil to me, mostly hormonal options because I have really bad anxiety. So sometimes they really fuck with my mental health and just overall well-being. You know, I've been thinking a lot. I'm I'm on the pill and sometimes depending on my cycles like I get migraines and all that stuff. So, an alternative that I have Been researching that some people are using is an app to track your period and your ovulation.
0: So definitely talk to your doctor about what method is best for you. I'm playing in day by day. You know, sometimes you just—I have very spontaneous sex. I would say say that. So I just (laughs) feel like this tracker just might not be good for me. To be completely honest, I've been on hormonal birth control since I was like, uh, let's say, 15. Mm -hmm. So I think my—I don't know if my body's adjusted. Like, I couldn't tell you. The only thing I can tell you. Is I could tell when that bitch was wearing out because I was having crazy mood swings. Mm, your hormones were all out of whack. Yeah, my hormones were all out of whack, and I was like crying for no reason, and like was just like da da da. da. And then my doctor was like, "Yeah, you're coming down off the hormones, <laughs> and we should replace your uh, stick in the arm early." Hormones are wild. Hormones are so, so cuckoo bananas. So if you don't know, not all hormonal birth controls work the same, but most of them work in the way that it imitates that you're already pregnant mm-hmm. so that another egg does not get implanted. Into it can't your- get like fertilized because fertilized. basically you have way too much estrogen, so it yeah. tricks you into thinking that you're already pregnant. Exactly. So basically they up the he- pregnancy hormones so that your body gets tricked into thinking it's already pregnant. Right. So I think movies sometimes they like villainify estrogen. Like, I'm trying to think of that one movie where they give the band estrogen. Oh, John Tucker must die. Mm, yes, they yes, give yes. him estrogen and then he has like an emotional breakdown. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that is accurate, but the emotional breakdown aspect of like being having your hormones whacked with. I think might be accurate.
1: It is. And not just your like mental, like physical, like everything about my body changes. My hair gets curlier. My, and for some reason, mine like thins out instead of like getting thicker. My, I actually get like a little drier down there with birth control, which is another reason why I'm like, should I get off this? I, my weight also is like super unstable. Like, and it, I have noticed that with anxiety, and with my weight and with added like hormones, I have been very it's been just like kind of a weird journey that I have to speak to somebody about because I feel like when I work out, I'm not losing weight. And then when I went like off birth control for a little bit, I was able to like build like muscle faster and just like just things were, are feeling a little a little weird. And I think that that brings me to a point that Sometimes when we start taking birth control and we're going through a lot of different changes, a lot of people kind of are just like, oh, it's just my birth control, like it'll balance out. But actually like talking to somebody about your mental health, if you feel like after you started on birth control, things start start getting a little dark or different or more anxious or your body's changing in ways you don't really want it to.
0: I think if I had any life advice is that I would say 25% of the time that I've been on this birth control, I probably didn't need to be on birth control. Mm hmm. Right, Because I'm not having sex Or I'm having sex with people that I'm using a condom with You know what I'm saying, motherfucker? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm just saying that i'm right now i've been like on hormone birth control for so long and i've been thinking i'm like maybe i want to get off of this shit but this would be a bad time to get off of it i should have gotten off of it when i was like not having sex for like a year you know yeah i guess i mean everybody's different everyone's got yeah i'm just saying that if you don't need i feel like okay maybe this is just me i got on birth control partially for the hype (laughs) what all my friends were getting birth control and I oh. was like, I don't want to be the, I want to be an adult. I want to be a cool girl. All the cool, not all the cool girls, but all my friends had their little, because in high school you have your alarm, right?
1: Oh my God. So the yeah. alarm's going
0: off and you're like, oh fuck, I kind of want to take And then you start taking birth control, but you're not having sex. <laughs> you use birth control to
1: social climb? Maybe. No, Maybe. <laughs> I
0: mean, bro, I did a lot of things when I was 15 that I would have.
1: <laughs> not so proud of.
0: Not so proud. It's not that I'm not proud of, but like. Bro, like when you want to fit in and like I was just super insecure, like I was so insecure. So I would do anything to be a part of the cool people club. I still never got there. But (laughs) at the time when you see all your friends, everyone on your fucking gymnastics team has birth control and they're all taking it at the same time. And you're like, oh, my God, maybe I should take birth control. And then you take birth control. And then they're talking about how much because the pill packs like have certain amount of estrogen or whatever mm-hmm. and so like i had the high estrogen kind oh my god because like i had really bad periods so then she put me on the high interest in estrogen kind and it was just a whole thing so have you oh my that's another thing have you ever been on the really the high no, dose yeah whoa that shit's intense so i was on like the highest dose of estrogen that you could be on from 15 to 22 to 21 you were okay no, and then I took a year break. <laughs> yeah. I had an emotional breakdown, but I think other things were going on in my life, so I can't tell you which <laughs> right, what it right. was. And then I went to the thing in my arm, and I was like, oh, this is tight. Like, okay, I'm protected, <laughs> and I'm also not freaking out all the time. Yeah. But then, about a year ago, I was having all these mood swings, and I was talking to my other friend. She was like, oh, dude, is your thing in your arm about to yeah. wear out? Because that's what happened to me. I was going crazy. <laughs>
1: So, choose wisely. Um, <laughs> speak with your doctor, your yeah. health professional. <laughs> you can always change it up. I know it t- it takes a while to level out, so it is a little bit of a tedious task to get into any medication. Right. But worth it at the end? I don't know. Thoughts you tell us.
0: Hopefully you guys liked this episode, like, obviously this is like personal but in a way that i don't think needs to be personal right Mm -hmm. because we all have reproductive organs whether you're a female or a male so like i feel like it's very taboo to talk about your period but it's like why i don't know like why can't we openly speak about it yeah like it seems like we're having
1: like a heart attack when your tampon
0: falls out of your pocket in the classroom oh my god yeah like you're embarrassed to like you're like excuse like your teachers like why (laughs) do you need to go to the bathroom and you're like you don't want to tell them you have to change your period, you know, your pad or your tampon and (laughs) you feel like you're, I don't know. I always was so ashamed of my period and like, I wouldn't want to like even talk to like my dad about it or my brother. So like, I was like hiding my periods from my dad when I went to his house on the weekends until he had like sit me down about it.
1: (laughs) I I just thought about my like second day at work in an office. I went, my tampons just like, Lou, through the bottom of my pot, like into the wild. And obviously, it was a new environment. Like, I'm really not that ashamed about periods. I know everybody has them, but you can see me with my little foot,
0: like, trying to roll it back oh like in the pot in front <laughs> yeah. of you oh that's so funny the little cubicle they call them yeah. pods with their yeah. cubicles yeah
1: so normalize just grabbing your tampon show it to the world fuck it fuck it destigmatize destigmatize no just like you know what fuck other making other people comfortable yeah,
0: yeah. like it's like it sh- there should be no stigma around it like yeah. we should all be open about it or like Not to be, like, I don't know why, but this out of all of the podcast episodes, I was, like, kind of nervous about. Like, I feel like I could openly talk about, like, sucking dick more than I could talk about my period. Really? Yeah. I love talking about my period. Well, here we are. Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. So my plug of the week is going to be Doris Table. She She is a food Instagrammer. And she has a food blog called Dora's Table. She is where I get literally like all of my vegan Mexican recipes. She's talking about making new Mexican traditions, and I've made like so many of her recipes, and they're all fire. I'm gonna be honest, there's a lot of people on the internet that don't provide enough seasoning or spices to things, especially when you're making vegan food. And I've been really trying to make an effort to support, like, if I'm making a certain type of cuisine, to find an influencer that that actually knows something based on their cultural background and support them instead of like supporting people that don't know what they're talking about. Word. At Dora's table.
1: All right. So my for my plug of the week, I got a restaurant recommendation for you this time. I can't do accents. They all make me sound like I try too hard. <laughs> okay. So my restaurant recommendation is Communion. It's in Central District. If you don't know, Central District is very gentrified now, but it wasn't before. And they just opened. They serve a fusion of Southern style food with like the International District food. So they have like like Vietnamese sandwiches, but with fried catfish. They have pho, but with like cash. They have sushi, but with fried catfish it's amazing incredible love it there and it's one of those restaurants where like you can see the kitchen you can see everybody making your food around you I recommend that's it
0: alright those were the plugs of the week alright everybody so that was the episode I really hope that you're still here listening to it it was fun I actually liked it it was fun I yeah. love it and I just want to make sure that everyone subscribes and rates the podcast as well as leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. it helps us out a lot, a lot, a lot. Also, make sure to come back next week because we are going to be having a guest on the podcast that we're very, very excited about. Make sure to follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. You can find us at thanks, the number four, your concern.
1: And my personal Instagram is at Bernice Diaz M. And I'm at LL Tutor. Right. That's it. Have a good
0: one. Bye.